This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. People that lived in the very early Tkufa, the Tkufa that we're talking about is sort of post-Gaonim, pre-Rishonim, and we're going to uh, speak about somebody that many of you probably never heard the name, um, but all of you who sing is Miris, the person's name is Donish Ben Labrat. Um, he is the Mechaber of Etor Yikra, and he's the Mechaber of Tvayaser, that we say in the, um, the, the, the Tvayaser that we say by, by a Hasna, by the benching. He's, um, he, he was Mechaber, I assume, many more, but we don't have, not much was left over, but his life was very fascinating, and um, a, a lot, a, a lot went on. So let, let's start the story a little earlier. We spoke about Nisad Yigoyen. Nisad Yigoyen lived from 882 to 942 about, approximately, those days approximate. And he's, the, he's going to be, it's going to start, the setting will start with him. Now, I always knock it to say, say where I got my information from. So, the the uh, the the best of those that I found um, monograph on on him is somebody named David Kahana. David Kahana was a Jewish, I guess, um, traditional, I guess, of some sort um, person. He lived in the late 1800s, early 1900s. He was a famous researcher. He put out a lot from Ebenezer, from Donish, from from others. That was his field. And like I said, it's a monograph. Everything is 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 has the mucker, and the mucker is actually the words of Donash and Menachem. We'll, we'll see soon where it comes from. Um, so that, that's the source is their own words. So Ben Goyen lived there, but Sadi Goyen lived. Um, he was he wrote a dictionary of sorts or some sort of sefer agron, which had list of words. Uh, in Tanakh, it listed alphabetically in, in different ways, and it, it was like the rudiments of a dictionary. He had, um, I think, 90 words or so that who, he, who's, um, were unknown, and he, and, he, and he gave a husband for those words. He was the beginning of the first that we have that would be somewhat of a dictionary on Tanakh of some sort. Um, we'll switch to next the next person was somebody named Menachem ben Sorek, who was born pretty much the same time as Donash, 920, 920. And he was, um, he came to Spain. In Spain, there was a very interesting person, um, Reb Chastai ibn Shafrat. He was a very wealthy person, extremely well-connected with the government. He was the, the sultan's something or other uh, underling, and he basically was um, a patron of Spanish Jewry. Might be worth speaking about him once. And he, one of the things was he tried to establish in uh, in Spain a Torah center. The, the, until now, in the time of the Gonim, Torah had been in Baghdad. In Iraq, not Baghdad, so much in Iraq. There was in North Africa, 
Kirwan. And this was it was falling apart, dying, decaying, and if and Spain was the rising sun, and he was busy bringing people or patronizing people. He he did a lot of good, and he brought he he um, brought in uh, this this person named Menachem ben Sorek, who sat and wrote uh, a dictionary on Tanakh. The, um, he was a like he was a, a patron of it. This this and he therefore brought him and he sat working on his dictionary. This is actually it's in here. You can look at it later if you want. And this is called Machberes Menachem, very famous. And he um, that was the first real dictionary. somebody named Donish Ben Donish Ben Lebrat was born in 920. It's not clear. There are two cities constantly mentioned, Fez and Baghdad. Those are the two cities. So one is in Morocco, one is in Iraq. In case you know your geography, they're quite far from each other. The, um, the, the, uh, it was born in one, grew up in the other one, came back to it again. It, there's a lot, of, a lot of unclarity, but it's clear that he had roots in both places. He also writes, he calls a Besadiagoyen, he calls him Skeni, my grandfather, but it's not clear at all that it's a grandfather of his. It's very likely that it's just a Rebbe. In either case, um, this person uh, 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 sent a letter from Chastoyim Shafrat. The letter, and again, these are printed. This is where we know a lot of our information. The letter starts off with one song. He wrote it all in poetry. One song was Shevach Vaidor to this Imshafrat. To, you know how what kind of wonderful person he is. I mean, on and on and on and on and on. He he would have been a, a master fundraiser. It was, it was just incredible, like how how he's like mamish, like heaven, incredible. Then he writes about Donash from about Benachem Ben Sorak. He writes that um, he starts off with Divrei Shevach. That's wonderful, and great, and fantastic. And then he writes very negatively, very sharp, with 200 places where he thinks he missed the boat in a safer, and he's an Apikiris, and he's uh, a, 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 and he's a Russia, and an Amaretz, everything you want. That's written. And it's very sharp, very, 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 you know, really, really rough. On Shabbos, Ibn um, Shafrat sent down um, I don't know people to 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 his house, to uh, Menachem Ben Zerk's house. They threw him out bodily. They ripped his hair out. They demolished the house and sent him off. It, it it's it, he writes that Menachem writes it in a letter to the to the to the to the It's not clear the connection between the two um, is not understood. He doesn't write that. It's because of him that it happened. Rav Chastoy writes a letter, a very, um, Menachem Mitzrak writes a letter, a very, very painful letter to Rav Chastoy and saying, you know, you're so wonderful, you're so good to me, and all of a sudden something happened, I never had a chance to defend myself, I never said anything, why didn't you ask me? I don't know even what it's all about, how come, and so on and so forth. Very, very heart-wrenching. 
the understanding by everyone is that it was a result of that letter that was written. And he wrote a very, very sharp letter, and uh, that was that. In the difference in the two, in the Shittas at least, so Menachem ben Sorek tried to explain everything from Mineo Bey. In other words, the words in Hebrew he tried to explain in context or comparing it to other Hebrew words. That was the, he did not um, believe in comparing it to languages other than Aramaic. Is, is this the Menachem Rashi? Yes, this is Menachem Rashi quotes. Both Donash and Menachem are quoted in Rashi um, in, in, in other Rishonim, at least, I, can, I, can, I did a computer search probably 50 times easy, uh, Donash alone, and uh, Menachem about 50 times, very quoted. Very wrote a lot. Both of them. He brings both of them, and sometimes he's not crazy. But um, Donash, so he also had some aura on Rabbi Nasadi Goyen, and Donash writes what a chutzpah that he that he starts off with skinny Rabbi Nasadi Goyen. It's ironic because Donash afterwards um, also uh, wrote Haris and Asagis on that. So it's hard to know exactly what his taina was, but. He, that his 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 tainus in Ashkafa and Kfir and stuff like that are, are, seem to be misplaced. In other words, he had written it, it explains certain words. Loy doesn't mean for the Aleph doesn't mean with a vav. If there's a kriin as a ksiv, and he tainted it, would come out that things that are asra It's very hard to, to to think that that's what Menachem meant. He was writing from a, from a victor point of view. What it would be? It would no one. I don't know. That that was. Uh, he also says the Molak means a shachat. So, so he said, okay, so he's, so he's not because it's stuki, because Malik is not shechita. But is that what he meant? Al Kopanim, be it as it may, Donash um, succeeded in, in getting him out, and Menachem sort of became just a wandering person, and he's. Uh, kind of became a favorite. I guess he was supported also by Rastoy. The uh, Talmidim, so Menachem never answered him. His Talmidim sent back uh, a whole written thing against um, Donash. Really, really nasty stuff. And knocking his Sefer, knocking him, and so on. Talmidim of Donash weren't going to take this sitting down. <laughs> and they sent back a fiery letter against that. Um, I guess these people took the diktat very seriously. This, they, they weren't, they weren't going to mess with Shvanos, Shvanos, stuff like that. This, this was real stuff. The, um, th- this continued. So this was in, in the 900s, these were Tamidim. The, um, the, um, Eben Ezra wrote, which was much later, it was 100 plus years later, wrote, Defending of Sadiqon against any of the Horus of uh, Menachem and Donash. The Rabbeinu Tam, and this is also here, Rabbeinu Tam, the same Rabbeinu Tam and the Sugis that we're dealing with, Yush, and this actually was into TikTok, real big time. He wrote a Sefer, uh, Machria, which is Machria between the Machlokasen. The vast majority of them, he was Machria like Menachem, against Donash's Horus. The, um, the, the 
then Yosef Kimchi, who was Radak's father, wrote um, a sefer, and he was machriel like Dona Shemos Machlokesin. So the, the 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 beginning of a lot of the Machlokesin um, were were um, in Dikduk. This was the, this this began the era of Dikduk, and they those two were the fathers of Dikduk. The um, like I said before, Rashi. Um, and and other Rishon quote them many many times. They quote them both. They don't seem to be especially taking sides one or the other, and they're both considered to be the the pillars of of uh, explanation. The Donash came from Baghdad. He uh, Baghdad Morocco. He felt that Arabic should be used to help determine what's going to be the the uh, appropriate meaning of a word. Menachem did not, so so he felt, he said, because Menachem doesn't know Arabic, that's why he never, doesn't use it. The other cheetah was, Arabic is, is two steps away. Aramaic is one step away from Lash Kodesh, it makes sense. Arabic is very far away, we should use other, other languages. This was all part of the big package of, of, of the, the, um, the whole mess. The, in terms, it's very hard if you read the Lashonos, so you can read what it says. This is it's printed. It's very it's hard to read. It's very hard Hebrew. Everyone does their best to be as obscure as possible. With like, if you think P is hard, this is these are the the Bali Pio to argue with each other. So <laughs> stuff is really really rough um, to to figure out. But so some the, the modern day people try to make sense out of it. So some people accuse Donash of being very mean spirited. Very angry, nasty, conniving, etc., etc. Person, and others say no. He was the Ish Emes, the search for Emes. You have no way to say anything. It, this, you can, you do see the, now the letter to Chazdoi is, is, I mean, by today's standards, it's mind-boggling how much Hanufa. But it was not uncommon in those days. That's how you wrote to the notable. You wrote with, with on and on and on. You see sometimes in Chuvas form. In that era, the way they write addressing somebody, there's there's a an omit of of uh, honorifics. It's it's it, it that's that was a lesson. The fact and he starts off the letter to Donas writing how you know wonderful he is. A few lines about how wonderful Donash is, and then he says but, you know, and then he he, he goes to town really very. But that was also maybe that was the way people wrote in those days. I don't know. You know, it's like, to, to to make the judgment calls and then to say who's what when. That's uh, beyond. I do want to speak a little bit about some of the innovations um, that there was innovation Donash made, and I think it's a very important innovation and it's important to understand it. So, in terms of Dikduk, Donash came up with a few ideas that became Kavua a difference between uh, um, a Binyan Kal and a Binyan Kavet, which means the same word in a, in a, it has a very a strong. Tense and a, a strong tense and conjugation and a weak muscle. Shavar means to break. Shiber means to smash. Um, and, and many words like that, where you have um, shamar means to watch. You know, like when you're watching something. Shimer means to preserve something. Like 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 shimurim, shmarim. These are all. The, the, he was the one that was I made up the difference in the two. He, he labeled it, gave it a name. A difference between transitive and intransitive verbs. Um, they also spoke about 
Shrasha, the concept of a Shorish. Now, I, w- I want to explain something um, I- I- important in, in this area. When you come across a word that you don't know what it means, how do you figure it out? So, one way is through context. My father used to say, they, they used to say in Europe that the word Hamra in the Gemara means a donkey or it means wine. How do you know when it means donkey and when it's wine? So the answer is when it's on the table, it's wine. When it's in the stable, it's, it's, it's a donkey. Um, so, so, so the context in a Pasuk will give you an idea of what it means. Sometimes the Pasukin, they bring something and there's no context. They just can't they figure out what it means. So you want to look at words that are close to it, similar to it. But you have to be able to understand which letters are significant in the similarity. So if the, if the letters are, that are similar are not significant, then it's not the same thing. Um, so so we, 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 you need to identify the root letters that are really the letters that mean the thing itself. And therefore, finding out what those roots are was very important. Today, this, is, this comes from a door to later, um, we, we, we know we, we speak of three-letter roots and we've labeled them and so on. They still had, they also had a concept of a two-letter root, a one-letter root, but these are very important. They're not just stuff that you have to learn. It, it, if you want to determine what a word means that you don't know, you'll have to, you'll have to figure it out by looking at the roots of, of, of that. So they all worked, and the sheetas were very similar. There wasn't that much difference as far as roots go and things of that nature. They organized their dictionaries around roots. But there was one innovation that Donash made that really was Hiddish. It wasn't, not everyone agreed that it's a good idea, but he, he, he brought it into, into Jewish uh, um, liturgy. The, um, in in Lashon Kodesh, in, if you take a look in Chomish and in Novi, there are Shiras. Shira is a type of language that's not there to um, tell you information. It's to convey feelings, beauty, thanks, wailing. It, it, it's, it's, it's convey emotions. There is nowhere in the Torah rhyming words. There, there is nothing in the Torah language, um, in Tanakh, that resembles any of the modern tools used as Shira. It's just the words themselves, the quality words, and the way it's written, you know, w- with spaces, that gives away Shira. The um, Kalir, who was, by most Shitas, somewhere in the uh, in the middle of the Gonim, Abelaza Kalir, was the one that started having rhyming um, endings. R- rhyme, the concept of a rhyme, that's, that, that's uh, the first one that we know is Abelaza Kalir. The um, Donash brought in another Chiddush, and this is taken from Arabic. The Arabs had a lot of nice songs and so on, and one of the most important elements of those songs was the um, rhythm, the fact that you can that that you could have each piece of each sentence has the same space, and that allows for a certain cadence to build up. For those of you who've dabbled for the Omid, and have to try to stuff 
words into a song or vice versa, you'd know that the, some songs are very easy to stuff. Somehow they, they'll go very easy, and some don't go so easy. And you have a hard time. For instance, well, the easiest one is Ko'echsov cannot fit anything whatsoever in the world <laughs> because it, it's very simple. There's no, the, 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 the stanzas are totally uneven. It, it, it's, it, it, it's not shaykh, it's, it's not built for a song. It's built as powerful words of expression, but it's, not, it's just not built for a song. The, the, um, so having the same exact um, amount of syllables is very important and having the, the, the you know having it grouped in a similar way is very critical to get that, that that beautiful type of flow that you can get the the two elements of that if you'll take a look in like a very fancy sitter like in the more um, academic sidurim or 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 maxorim they'll have at the ones who pee from so and so, who it's Yosid Echad and Shtei Tnuas for Yosid. Something like that. They'll have the word Yosid and Tnua, and I'll tell you how many Yosids and how many Tnuas. And sometimes, if you look at some of the real like ones, they'll have squiggles. You'll see like lines like this and squiggles like this at the beginning. What does that mean? So there are two, uh, like I said before, there are two types of syllables. This, how you group the syllables is really going to give you what's is going to give you the ability to build a certain rhythm. So that you have to have the same amount of syllables, that's pashit. But there's another piece also. There are two types of syllables in Lashakaidish. There are syllables that are one vowel. It could be one or two letters. Um, so for instance, Mayim is two syllables. Mayim. That's simple. So you have either one or two letters. There's one more heretimtza, and that is a shvonah or a chataf is considered a semisyllable. It, you don't say it, it doesn't take up the amount of time and emphasis that a full syllable. So for instance, you say the word de'e, de'e. So the shvonah of the dalet, de'e, with the ayin, the hey, is a large syllable. That's called a yaseid, and the, and the small one's called a tnu. It moves quicker, this is bigger. And therefore, um, you have two syllables, and he, he, he would established a type of piyut where this would be critical. So let me give an example. We have to draw yikra, every single one of those lines starts with a shvonot divror yikra ni'im diroish nita droch nesots and so on and then so nesots um so droch these are all nesots droch are all um a, a, a one syllable that consists of the shvonot with with one so right, you have two regular syllables. Be'af, bisoch batsra, bisoch karmi, ve'oz yashemi. You you always must follow this pattern. So this makes life very very difficult because you're so limited in 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 how you can use it, which forced him to um it, 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 to, to it, which forced him 
to 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 um, distort the dictum a little bit. For instance, neim shimchem. It shouldn't be neim shimchem with a shvod. No, it should be noim shimchem. And that's the right way to say the dictum. Noim shimchem. Um, your 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 name is is pleasant. Or kemoi bavas. It, 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 there's no word bavas. Bavas is 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 a. Um, it's going to bavas is besmichus only, bavas enoi. But but if it was said, it would have ruined it to do it any other way. So so lemaisa he brought in a format which is um, extremely um, beautiful. It's one of the reasons why Dor Yikra goes very well. You, when you sing it, you feel it's very crisp. You feel that the words and everything go very crisp. It, 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 it was engineered that way. It, you know, it, it was done that way. On the other hand, it means that you have to distort some, some of the diktuk, ironically. The uh, Kuzari, which was later a bit, um, he was very upset with this. And, and in his conversation with the Malchus Kuzarim, he says that this whole thing was imported from the Goyim. It's not Jewish. It doesn't belong there, and it's so on and so forth. That's um, basically the, the so, so. This format, we only have two examples of it, but you can feel and other people imitate it. Then you'll take a look in 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 Piyutim and so on. They'll be writing a lot of times on top. What's the structure? How many how many yasids, How many tnuas? And 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 there are kavurik arrangements that are pleasant to the ear to hear. So you had this this uh, tug of war between. Introducing a rhythm which was very pleasant, but which would force the language to really be distorted. It's not grammatically correct 100%. That's why they didn't like it? What? That's why people did not like what he did? Because they felt, they felt stomach. They brought in a Goyish thing into it and so on and so forth. That was his view. Al Kaponim, um, the, um, so it's, 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 a, it's a very fascinating part of history. Um, the the, the Dictic Wars. It's very hard to believe how much, how upset people get on these things, but it was important to them. We, it, like I said before, Rashi brings um, brings both Donash and, and, and Menachem, just even, you know, they brings them both, he'll, he'll write whichever one it is. Um, he calls, Menachem, he calls Rebbe Menachem in one place, I didn't see the same by Donash, not a, not a riot, I didn't look that carefully, but he, he doesn't, um, he, but he brings the whatever he feels is right, and he, and he, it's interesting. Someone pointed out the Rashi will many times say a taich that Menachem says without mentioning his name, and the reason is because it was so posh it had become like part of, of this is how everybody went it. They didn't bother to do it, but um, understanding understanding the personalities involved, it's very hard a thousand years later to understand exactly what went on. But we do know that. Um, Diktuk is very important in terms of understanding what you're saying, in terms of understanding um, how to say it. It's the the, the Ramam says the reason why Shkastola gave us uh, filler, why they made a set filler, is because people's people's uh, expression, Lashakredish, became very garbled and very bad. So if we don't know what we're saying Lashakredish and we don't have the right pronunciation, we're not we're not doing much good with that way. The, um, the, the and and uh, it, it created it it, it it's beautified a lot. The zmiras people copied it. That became very standard. That to have that type of meter 
and to and to pay attention to the acoustics of this verse, not just the word. He was the he was the father of all of that. That's the right, or that that's the Pasha source of Donash Balabrat. If you want to take a look, this way this is the Shivas. This has most of it. I, I assure you, you will have an excruciatingly tough time figuring out because everything is written poetically. It's written, you know, with with a lot of poetry, and everyone did his best to 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 translate. So it's it's not written, so, you know, openly. But you'll see it, and you'll get it. You'll you'll, you'll if you take a look, you get a feel for it. Okay.